Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Bench Units after I don't know how many weeks off, two weeks off, and a random episode of kind of offcuts straight from the butcher's floor. But we are back just in time for the European Championships, and I'm joined by my usual co-host, James, and an actual European Championships attendee in our Bench Units favourite, Mendel Optenort, whose name I'm still never confident I'll get right. How's it going, guys? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. Thank you. Always happy to be here. Really? Um, I, I, don't, I don't believe that somehow. This is your third appearance and I still feel like you're, <laughs> you're just kind of humoring us. No, that's not true, Mark. I know, <laughs> you, I know that's not true. <laughs> James, how's think, it going, man? Yeah, not too bad, thanks. Do you think if we got some like, like if we got like an NBA player on here in five years time, if this ever took off and we did the whole like, I don't think you want to be here thing, do you think it would actually come out? And they were like, yeah, I don't. But <laughs> like if no. we if we ever get to the point where we can afford those fees, then we can, you know, people will have no reason to not want to be here. Mendel's doing this for free. And I think, Mendel, this might make you our most all time guest appearances since we moved to our current platform. So assuming this episode makes it to air. Congratulations on that. That's the goal. That's the goal. <laughs> you got to take over just bit by bit, just kind yeah. of inch your way into like 50-50 Mendel and non-Mendel episodes. I, I did some very quick maths before we hit record as well, and I think as long as you hit about 20 listens on this, you might beat Yannick's record for most combined listens. So if, if we don't get 20 listens on this, then something has gone badly wrong especially considering we're talking about a tournament that's about to happen tomorrow and I hope people are interested in. If that I happens, I blame us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if we blamed the guests for like low listening. That would be awful. <laughs> I think like from having recurring guests at different times of year, I think what we've kind of figured out is like the people don't bring it in. The stuff that's happening does. Like we're like we spoke about the fact that we got way more numbers on guests just before the Paralympics. And it's like, well, obviously, like that's yeah. once every four years, people care about disabled people. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I meant wheelchair sports, but also. Uh, and on that note, so uh, to paint the picture a little bit, Mandel, you're joining us from what looks like the inside of a hotel room in Madrid. Um, you're obviously there with the Dutch national team. You guys have been doing some prep games and such over the last weekend and we're a day away from you guys starting the tournament um how's kind of how are you guys all feeling how's it looking how's your prep been all that stuff that has been good um we've been like in in sort of intensified programs since like two weeks uh we started with some friendlies against austria which was good and then the second week we moved we had our uh so usually we practice at Papendal. some of you might have been there yeah. Um, but that court is not a wooden floor so we always before a tournament move somewhere else and we move to a super nice location of one of the uh, Dutch uh, primary division uh, teams able-bodied um, so a super nice facilities very nice food which always makes everybody extra happy um, so that was very good we had a couple of good sessions there uh, and then last weekend we went to Cologne to play Turkey and Germany um, where we won one game against Turkey and then lost two, one against Germany and one against Turkey. All games were pretty scrappy on multiple sides of the court, um, which our coach uh, emphasized a couple times. Emphasized a couple times better now than next week, which is definitely true. Um, but it was fun to be there. Always, always fun to be in, in those Cologne tournaments. And then we played one friendly yesterday against Spain after having traveled to Madrid. Um, which was a hard game, as they usually are against a team where the majority of guys play for James's team. <laughs> really? I, I oh, so score, that means there was... here that I'm showing you on the video right now. Oh, damn! Is, You've just drawn uh, that on. There's no way that's real. Oh no, that's definitely real. That's, definitely <laughs> that's a Tuesday night for me. Come on, man. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, so. You, um, you've played Spain. James ran into Spain a couple of weeks ago um, in kind of the GB prep and the friendly that you guys played in Albacete. Um, mm. Spain, obviously, fourth place Paralympics last tournament, silver medal at the last Europeans, I believe. 
how do you guys think Spain are looking into in kind of the fact that they generally roll the same guys out, but they look a bit different this year? Um, well, I'll go first on account of having seen them first because this leads on to the big question I'm going to ask you. We played them, we ran out a load of different weird lineups and tried some stuff and brought some stuff back and we're trying to just sort of integrate people back in and we still didn't even have our full squad and whatever. But the big thing is they played Astier for one quarter because he was not 100% in that game. And I know he obviously sat out a lot of our game against Dolunion. Um, So obviously he, like, they were plus 11 in his 10 minutes. So I'm sure they feel good about that. We were also trying lineups and and whatever. Um, so they can, they'll can they probably take real positives from that. We'll probably say it might be fool's gold. I say we, GB. Um, but Oh, shots. So I, I don't know. Um, they look pretty good in his lineups, but like it's like he had a real like lightning in a bottle 10 minutes of just like he might have known he was only going to play the 10 and he came out firing. But the rest of their the rest of their stuff didn't look obviously up to the usual standard. Obviously, missing Alejandro Zarzuela is massive because he obviously they played two threes at any given point and he's the best of the bunch. I would say, and I think a lot of people would agree. Um, he's yeah. a real difference maker there, um, but they really struggled, certainly in the non-ACR minutes. They tried a couple of three big lineups and they tried guard lineups to break a press, not to press, just to get out of one. And then they kind of press near the end of the game. But I don't know, did ACR play more? Like, is he looking healthier against you guys? Did yeah, he, he looked healthy. Uh, he started, I think, like he played... It didn't look like he played less because of injuries. Um, he played less because he fouled out at the end. Um, but uh, <laughs> Legend. Uh, yeah, no, but he he, he looked good. Uh, we we jumped him aggressively, so he didn't have a like great shooting game necessarily. But uh, no, he played he played played well. Looked good physically. Oh, that's um, really interesting. Let's get into the weeds here. You guys jumped Asier aggressively. I think the blueprint for the majority of teams is like try and get the screen a little bit further away from the edge of the key and then just like not jump him as much as you can. Like how did, obviously without giving out trade secrets, how did jumping him work? Yeah, pretty well, honestly. Like, uh, so we, we started with defending with me in the middle. So we played, we started our, our three threes mid uh, lineup. Uh, Mustafa's chair got, a got, a bent on the plane. So Mustafa didn't play, ah. uh, but his chair is fixed right now. So that is nice. Um, so we played uh, me, Robin, Quinton, Patrick, the big trio, and then Frank. The 31-year-old. Um, <laughs> exactly. Is it, young it's lad. his birthday soon, right? Like It's uh, on Sunday. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. happy birthday, Patrick. You don't listen to this. He definitely doesn't listen, but happy birthday. And you're welcome <laughs> for me thinking you were younger than you are. <laughs> he might listen. No, no, no. Now we mentioned him. Um, <laughs> anyway, we, we, yeah, we jumped us here from low. Um, just to get get that take that bank shot away, and I played in the middle and was kind of successful, like uh, stunting at him from from the middle and and getting back to the middle whenever necessary. And that worked. It worked okay. Um, we didn't give up that many layups. Like I, I don't. I think they could have executed better on those. Like on the on the seal in the middle. Like sticks played in the middle a bunch. Um, but yeah, that worked fine. After the game, I was I, w- I had a similar thought as you guys. Like actually. Like I, I was thinking that for Gran Canaria, we actually decided not to jump in too much if we can afford not to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this worked fine, actually. So yeah. I don't know. I don't know why. <laughs> I think that's the thing where it's like he at club level, certainly probably national team as well, has that like elite playmaker thing of like you hold on for dear life to not get five on four with the ball in his hands because he will do the right thing. It's like the we had that with Jorge for that unit for three years. I had it for two years. Like Phil Bratt's the same. Like just as soon as you jump the guy, it's like, ah, okay, it's over. Like yeah. the ball is going to the right place um, nearly every time. But I think also if you can trust yourself to scramble and help and actually recover, because the one thing is they don't play a lot of shooters. Like Jordy will be on the floor. Yeah. Like he's not, he's generally not in the middle of us. He running pick and roll on one wing. He'll be floating behind the three-point line in the other wing. Yeah. Well, I think that's that's basically Spain then. Um, 
Tick. No. <laughs> uh, Tick. Imagine if we just put out like scouting reports for each team, like cheat. We should. We should do that. We should make that. We should, I would love that. We could write just to hand out to like bad coaches, like the good coaches know all <laughs> this, but like just to hand to like. Not I don't know if the the coaches of the lower level teams in Division A are bad necessarily. I don't know who they are, but that'll be fun being like, hey, just in case you didn't notice. But even even if they're not bad, realistically, if you're like the coach of Lithuania, you probably haven't had a lot of reps coaching against Asia. Like you guys have just broken down everything you used to do playing with and against him because you've yep. done it that many times. Whereas like the guy who coaches Lithuania or, I don't know, Switzerland might be a good coach, but also has definitely had less reps against the specific guys they're going to come up against. You saying playing with or against him just made me laugh because there might be an argument to say that I've been more successful stopping him on his team. <laughs> <laughs> is that the best way to get in his way is to be the guy that someone can help off. <laughs> 40 chess games. <laughs> oh, man. Right, that's bleak. Um, shall we, while we're doing, I guess these are scouting reports, should we touch on Mendel? You mentioned you've played Germany and Turkey. Um, obviously those games weren't live streamed, but I've watched all the clips that Ayaka put up. Shout out Ayaka. Cause that feels like watching a game, um, just from start to finish, basically. Do you want to give us the lowdown on Germany look relatively similar to what they are. Turkey look quite differently constructed, um, still yeah. built around Osgur Gerblak. Do you want to give us the lowdown on Turkey, first of all? Yeah, I'll give it a, I'll give it a shot. Um, like, like is the case usually for Turkey, Gerblak, like they play kind of whatever they want in prep and then play something else uh, in actual tournaments, <laughs> which is kind of what they did uh, this time around as well. Like Gerblak didn't play a whole lot. They have some guys I hadn't really seen before, or not often at least. Um, so they, they, they run a bunch of different lineups. Um, they looked fine at times, but then at times they like, they didn't have a whole lot of shooting on the court. So then it was, it was a less of a dynamic game. Sure. Um, uh, and they don't have any, they don't have any huge bigs, uh, gem is in there and none of the, like they had one pretty big guy in Tokyo that wasn't here this time. Right. I'm not sure, like it, it, People said that this might not have been the the twelfth that they take to uh, to the Euros, so we'll we'll see what they bring in the end. Uh, and Germany looked looked really good. Like Tommy Boma is just like on fire, and uh, there after being next up, like Sadler is playing well. Jan Sadler, uh, Haller had a really good tournament. Um, so, well, they, they look good. Yeah, um, I, they scored ninety two against Turkey in the last game, so that's oh wow, a bunch I, of points. I was impressed with what I saw from the clips of Germany. Um, looks like Joe Beswick's actually found his role as well because their their problem always used to be you take Tommy out of the game and then it's like Haluski just ends up shooting mismatches the entire time. So it looks like mm-hmm. Joe didn't really have his role in Tokyo, I don't think, but I think he's another source of like, we've talked about this on the podcast before, but when you go to your bench, it's like, you're not really running offense a lot of the time. You're just like, hey, let's find the single most likely source of points and do survival mode until we get our guys back in. And I think Joe and another big out there is probably enough to carry them in the the non-Tommy portions. To be fair, I think Tommy played 40 minutes in most games there. Um, So they still rely on him. He should right now. Who did Germany start now that obviously BNX gone to the... Um, the threes line. They probably started uh, Haluski, Tommy, Sadler, Haller, and a one. Chris Huber is back again. Haller did. Um, forgot about that. Yeah, he practiced some with Hanover and Turingen, if I believe, if I if I'm correct. Um, and they ran a bunch of the two ones. Uh, they ran like a pick and roll with Tommy and Matthias Gunner. Um, and then a double screen for or Haluski or uh, Joe Beswick on on the weak side, which both I think that that was their most efficient lineup uh, actually. Um, That's cool, man. Yeah, I think yeah. they'll lean into that a lot more now. I think because I think now that I think Sadler's a good player, but I don't think he brings the same for, as a mid. I don't think he brings what Bnet brings in terms of like mobility and all that stuff. So, and Europe's not massively heavy on mids outside of GB and maybe the Netherlands might have the second most mids. 
So I wonder if Germany will just be like, okay, Turkey aren't that big now. Shall we just go big against everybody? Yeah. Also, like well. Gunnar is playing really well. Matthias, yeah, like, he's, he's, he's been very solid. He's that's, that's interesting yeah. that Germany have gone back to the pick and roll one side, double screen for Holusky on the weak side, because they ran that in Poland in 2019 a lot, yeah. and then I didn't see it a whole lot in Tokyo. Maybe just because of Tokyo, it was like, hey, Tommy's going to shoot a three. Like, Tommy's <laughs> going to shoot seven threes a game, which is cool. Also, he should shoot seven threes a game every game. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm here for it. But now that's interesting. We've kind of gone back to that. Maybe it's just because like, personnel changes and whatever. But yeah. Cool. But very quick thought while we're wrapping these two teams up. Are Turkey the world leaders in watching a team of guys you don't really know and being like, why, why does this guy sit like this? They have, oh, yeah. they have so many guys in weird seating positions. <laughs> like, what is going on? <laughs> like, this is true. Who, they always have one guy who's in like the wheelchair basketball chair equivalent of like when you've broken your leg and it has to go straight out. <laughs> yeah. Like, he was there injured. Someone who it's like, that's the biggest screen I've ever seen. Yeah, it's like a snow plow or something on the front of his chair. It's ridiculous. Also, just while we're on Turkey, have you seen the IWBF statement on oh, yeah. COVID positives? Um, some of the Turkey players, some a small number of persons in the representatives of Turkey tested positive for coronavirus. Official quote testing was carried out randomly by the municipal medical services at the airport. Um, obviously, the people who were positive are straight into isolation, everyone else was transported straight to their hotel to do testing. And obviously, whatever happens from there, we will find out. But yeah, that's that's the most up to date. News we have obviously yeah. that could have been technical staff, men's team, women's team, could be anyone, it could be any number, but it's a small number of people apparently. So, hopefully, one, hopefully, everyone's safe and healthy, and two, hopefully, there's enough guys to and girls to be able to play some basketball games for sure. Yeah, the last the last news I heard, which wasn't like mostly rumors, I believe, is that it was five people, and at the men's team, only coach and assistant coach, so no players. Oh, um, gosh, but uh. Yeah, we'll have to see what happens. Uh, so when you say coach and assistant coach, does that mean Gerbalak and Gerbalak? Oscar. I, I have Gerbalak. made this joke this morning. So coach and assistant coach means Gerbalak and the coach, but um, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Brilliant. Although, uh, like, I, I am absolutely dying to see, like, obviously, the, the, we have recent sort of experience of someone being a player coach at a major tournament, but watching someone that I don't know personally doing it will be fascinating because I was on the inside of it when Gaz did such a good job, but watching Gerbalak do it would be fascinating. Uh, sure. They'd be two very different approaches though. Like Gaz has obviously been around long enough and I think got everybody on side through respect. Whereas like Gerbalak has been around forever. Most of the Turkish team is new and he might just be like, Hey, fear me. And they'll be like, Oh, okay. No, no yeah. worries, boss. I've, heard for, I've heard by all accounts, he's really cool. So I'd love if it was just like, okay, time out. <laughs> and we just very quickly learn the Turkish for give me the ball. <laughs> Cause that's just like four words in every time. <laughs> but we, I can't remember who we made this joke about before, but it's like, the little like pause moments in the game where someone's shooting free throws and you go to like you tap your teammate on the shoulder and be like, Hey, when they're running this, let's look together. Just go black, like game pause. He's like going up to people that like, tap on the shoulder. Hey, pass to me. <laughs> give, give it in. <laughs> like, no worries. Let's just get on with it. Um, cool. So that's Turkey. Um, I didn't know about the coronavirus thing, but yeah, obviously we hope everybody's all right and they're able to be competitive. Um, so Mandel, I guess following your friendlies with uh, the teams you've played, are you guys feeling, do you feel like you've found your best lineups as your team? Do you kind of know what you're going to do in various situations? Do you feel like you've learned what you needed to learn from the, the games, I guess? Well, I think it's still we're still search, still searching a little bit. Um, obviously, if we run our four three 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 one lineup, we have a bunch of different configurations uh, with different threes we can run, um, which all brings something slightly different. Um, so that's that's still we're still like making a lot of subs in those in those lineups, and I think all of them have different strengths. Um, yesterday, we all felt really good against Spain, um, so that was that was nice. Um, 
And then we have a couple, like one or two lineups behind that with uh, Matthijs and Ari, for example, that are doing quite well as well. Um, Matthijs is getting inside a lot, which is nice. Ari has been doing his usual thing, just being unfazed. Um, so, uh, yeah, we, we, I think we're feeling good right now. That's good. Um, and obviously, part of the reason we had you on here was because, obviously, James is always looking at things from the GB's perspective. And when it comes to Europeans, GB have won four of the last five, if I've got that right. Correct. Um, and so it's not really that interesting for us to come on and look at it from this perspective and be like, yeah, probably win this one, probably win this, realistically, probably win all of these on the way through. But um, so the reason you're here is because we thought this was way more interesting to do from somebody like yourself and on a team that's, you know, competing to obviously qualify for the the World Championships next year. And that's really a, a hard, fast goal of you guys and something you've still got to go through some good teams to, you know, to be able to accomplish that. So sure. if I'm um, if I'm not mistaken, it's seven, top seven go through to... Um, I believe it's top five, actually. Five, five. Okay. correct, yeah. I tried to work it out based on past years very quickly, but I um I may have got that wrong. So, it's five, I believe. Okay, cool. We'll go with that because you guys both sounded way more sure than I did, and that's good enough for me. So we'll say probably top eight teams, if I reel them off the top of my head, I would go out of the groups. GB, Netherlands, Italy, Turkey, and then from the other groups, Spain, Germany, France, Poland. I don't know if you guys yeah. would quibble with any of them. I don't think so. Um, so you effectively, to get the last qualifying spot, you'd have to finish at least at the top of the second group of quarterfinalists. So how do you guys feel against, for example, France and Italy maybe being in that, that kind of tier with you? Are you scouting them heavily and preparing for kind of being able to beat those guys or are you just taking each game as it comes? Well, we haven't we haven't seen any games of those teams yet. Um, Italy will be our last game in the in the group stage, so we'll have plenty of, of material to go through yeah. before that. Um, I think both teams, like on paper, look really good. Like it's uh, like France has brought some some really really good players this time. Um, it's it's just a question of can they can they fit together and, and can they make it work. Um, but I think like their ceiling is really really high. I, I would not be surprised if they if they beat Spain. Tomorrow, uh, tomorrow night, because Ooh. like they spicy. Uh, I was at. I'm, I'm a bit annoyed you got to that one first because that was going to be my hot take <laughs> for opening day. But you've beaten me to it. Do you think? Well, like obviously, Spain has knows what they're doing very well, and 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 uh, like I have all the all the all the ability to beat them. But like I've since playing this year in, in France, of course, uh, for the first time, I didn't know a whole lot of the play, those players very well, but. I've really been been impressed by uh, someone like Schwanzer, who plays for here. Like if he if they can if they can get the team running well with him making most of the decisions and and like he can shoot and pass and move like like anybody. So yeah, yeah, that's what I was. That was the question I was going to ask. Is having played in the French league now, is there anyone for people listening to this who might not have watched the French league? Is there anyone that you would recommend that we look out for? What like a one oh, yeah. to watch, so to speak? Is that is that your recommendation? Yeah, that would be Sean, sir. Yeah, he, cool. He's been he's been around forever, but I think because the French teams fly a little bit below the radar, and a lot of the French guys tend to just be on one team. They're like, apart from I think Luigi's maybe the one exception who kind of bounces around, but and Louis, Louis hard one. He's in, oh, yeah. in Germany now. He's in Germany now. Um, we do this once a week. We do. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think great. guys like Juan Ser or Christophe Carlier are kind of, they're just on one team for their whole career seemingly. And if people don't watch the French league because the competition's maybe not as deep. I, I don't think these guys sneak up on any international players because I think everyone knows everybody. But I think, We've never really seen this French team as a group since maybe like 2010 is maybe when these guys were last together. And that was when they finished second at the World Championship, which probably won't happen again. But um, yeah, they're just, it's kind of a weird mix of past guys brought back in to fit 
obviously then along with like Luigi, Louis and Alexi Ramone. So it's a real chemistry experiment on that front, I guess. For sure. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned Italy as well in the pool games. Mm-hmm. Is there any kind of agreement between Netherlands and Italy that you could just lend them a few of your mids? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. Definitely not. <laughs> but they only brought a one, two, five, I believe, just Stupendengo, and the rest is lows or highs. Yeah. 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 That's Which like is hilarious. It's like four, four ones or one fives, Stupendengo, and then. Carasino won six fours. <laughs> I forgot about Carasino. Yeah, he's a three five. Isn't he? um, yeah, and then Dimitri Tanga, which is interesting as well. Um, yeah, is Dimitri a three five? Is Dimitri a three five now? Yeah, he, he yeah. was a four for a long, long time. Um, was he? Yeah, for ages going back. Um, but yeah, he. I was interested in because he's Belgian originally, isn't he? And I, I just yeah. I loved the the fact that he was like, hey. I need to change nationalities to play with this team because he's obviously lived and worked in San Stefano for what 10 plus years now. Yeah. He's like, hey, I need to change my nationality to the team where I might have the most positional competition I could ever <laughs> possibly hope was bizarre. But um yeah, yeah, but doing that because he was like, Yeah, but living in Italy's class yeah. is amazing. Yeah, can't blame him. Um yeah, I guess in terms of Italy, we nobody's seen them in friendlies, I think, but we probably did see the vast majority of the Italian men play each other a couple of weeks ago in the Italian Super Cup, which was a completely mental game, if anybody hasn't chaos um, seen that already. Um, I have not, no. If anyone hasn't seen that already, go back in time and live in Italy to be able to watch it. <laughs> Go back in time and get a free trial of NordVPN, which you then just cancel the same day. Um, I've been paying for it for like a year, sucker. (laughs) (laughs) It's useful living in Spain, being able to watch TV from back home. But yeah, I think that's the thing. It's like anything Italy bring that isn't just like elbow mismatches is interesting. Yeah, I, I love how they play. And it's not because I think it's like a superior way to play, but just because it's like, so so concretely Italian like <laughs> I don't know Cantu have just been like they've cycled through personnel but they do the same thing and it either works or it doesn't and it's like me I'm, I'm like lost in the woods of it now where I'm not saying I think this is the best way to play because I don't think it is but it's like I'm now just trying to find different things that teams do that I think is interesting. And the fact that they have such an identity is cool, I think. I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know what my point is. I just yeah. think it's like, ah, oh, that's really interesting that they might play the most strange. Yeah. It mis- uh, Turkey as well. I don't know. Mismatch shooting and those who can't shoot is like the, the Italian formula. I wonder if there's like at their training camps, if they see their lows making like 15 footers from the baseline, they're like, hey, deselected, get out of here. <laughs> get in the paint and make tough layups or else. <laughs> one thing I would love to see them try is the is a lineup they can run is like one five, one five, three five, three five, four, which is a very unique constellation. Um that's true actually. I've not thought of that. That's a fun one. They could yeah. they can get Pappy's a four, isn't he? They can get Pappy. Yeah. And he's their yeah. main source of offense on yeah. Yeah. I they, they might bust that out, man. You, you be careful if they've um if they've got anyone listening to this, they might not have thought of that lineup and they might just roll it out against you guys. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. Pappy Pappy has like had stretches where I've been like, man, this guy could be the absolute boy, but like I don't think he'd put it together for a long enough period that it's been like world beating at any point. But like he had stretches of worlds even where I was like, like they beat Turkey. Yeah. <laughs> like, and that was when Turkey were like a few years, a few years back and they weren't all as old. <laughs> that was like a real team. Um, but they still are, obviously Shots. they could, they could just come second again. Like oh, that's yeah. the thing. Like we're doing all this thing of like, Oh, what about Italy? What about this team? What about that team? It's like, Turkey or Spain could just make the final again. Yeah, for sure. Like, I don't know. But Mendel, question about the perception of the Netherlands men's wheelchair basketball team. I've had several come with a very quick fire question on this same theme. What's that? 
Can I jump in with a very quick fire question on this same theme? You mean before or after I ask my question? Uh, I'll jump in now. Okay. Uh, <laughs> very why, do you, okay. why do you guys wear orange when you don't have any orange on your flag? Well, because we had uh, our first... He was not necessarily... Oh, he might have been our first king, actually. I think he was. But before that, he was something else. Um, like a regent. But he was called William of Orange. He's a very um, bad person. <laughs> He, he he was he could have been um, he might have been uh, he, he was some, also from he did France, some real bad Germany, stuff and not from the Netherlands so uh, that's interesting no he was called orange so that's okay. that's, that's our yeah. color yeah. William of Orange uh, has has a bit of a history for Northern Ireland we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll... no like uh, that's not the same guy like the the the, the orange that that makes some some parts of uh, Belfast orange is a uh, is a, is I think a descendant of his but ah okay. Ah. Cool. Same, same family, bad people. No, I'm joking. That's uh, my question answered. Next time, I just need. Next time we get Yannick on, I need to ask him why Australia wear green and gold, and then we'll good question. Get all of these ticked off. Fantastic, right. cool. So, fire away. Um, although, if you've put the premise out of something that boring, he might hear this and not want to come back on. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, okay. So, I feel like I've spoken to more than a handful of people in the last couple of months that have kind of put you guys down as we'll pitch it somewhere between dark horse or candidates to make some noise in this tournament. I don't know what that means, whether it means make a semi or whether it means win a medal or whether it means beat everyone. And I, I, you know, I don't know. I, I can't claim to put numbers on what people meant in just random small talk, but what do you guys feel like, the goal is and how does that match up with how you like how you guys see people talking about you like have you noticed it as well or do you guys feel the same way i haven't spoken to a whole lot of people about their expectations of us to be honest um our first goal is definitely top five to make euros uh make make worlds um and make then the euros tick done <laughs> <laughs> yeah we got there um I think our ceiling is very high this season. Like, obviously, we still have some of the guys around that have been around for a while, like like Mustafa and, and Robin. Um, but it's, it's been a lot of fun to see guys like Quinton and Ari, Ari. Uh, like develop as, as they have done. Like, just I, I tell Quinton almost every week when I see him at Papandal, like, yeah, like if you if you get better every week, and if you get better every week, you're going to be pretty good at the end of the year. Um, uh, and obviously him being at Lonville this season, playing with a lot of class players is, 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 is very fun to see. And um, yeah, like uh, a lot, lot of like, and, and Matthias Bellers has been playing very strongly uh, this last year. So he's just on the bed behind me. So he might, he might hear this. Um, hey, Matthias. <laughs> um, so yeah, like I think that combination of, of the experienced guys uh, being around and, and the young guys making steps, taking steps, my, uh, myself, probably in, in, a, in a better shape than I've, I've been at last Euros, uh, having played a couple of years extra professionally. So, yeah, like I, th- I think we have a very high ceiling. Um, but uh, we'll, have to, we'll have to show. So what, reading between the lines, what you're saying is Netherlands make the finals, I think. <laughs> I'll take it. I would like to I'll think that question had a bit of nuance, and I would definitely say the response did, and Mark just being like... <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 to be fair that is mark's role on this podcast if i am correct so i no, i would say it's completely the reverse most of the time mark asks the good questions and i chip it the amount of podcasts that i'm just like oh i'm just like i've just been listening <laughs> mendel's really brought you out of your shell i don't think you've said maybe once this episode <laughs> cool um i think the only teams we've talked about the top eight um I to preface this completely, I don't think any of us have any massively strong opinions on Lithuania, Austria, or Switzerland. Um, I don't think anybody's seen anything of Poland at this point. I imagine they run out the same group they run out near enough every tournament. I imagine has Piotr Luszynski retired at this stage? Yes, yeah. something's changed for them. Uh, both Luszynski retired and um. Balsarovsky, the the one oh, oh yeah, is coaching right. now instead of playing. So they have become a little less deep in that sense. But they, their first five will, I expect, still be 
uh, Filipski, Mosler, Bandura, Marcek, who's been average, averaging like 35 points a game in Spain. Yes. And uh, and Awano, uh, I forgot his name, but he's been around for a while. Sure. Um, so that is a that's a very decent five. Like that, that those five can can do some damage, but that's yeah. also not a five that like that's that's a not the most physical five in the world. And they'll they'll go, it's a long tournament and it's a lot of games in it, just a couple of days. So it's a it's a brave move for you to say any team with Mosler on it is not the most physical. <laughs> that guy's like a cannonball. Um, fair enough. Fair enough. But it's um it's funny that you say they've got less deep considering they've basically run every tournament they've ever played. They run like six or seven players and they seem to be a threat to beat everybody in the first like three games of the pool and then they're just exhausted. Yeah. I think that's what Mendel might have meant by not the most physical. I uh, I can only assume not the most exactly. physically prepared as opposed to not yeah. the most physically able. Fair enough. Yeah, um, like Filipski has looked unbelievable playing a game a week and I hope he's fully recovered from like obviously head shoulder stuff. But like I wonder if that is a factor now and if it will just be a factor for him for the rest of time. I hope not. I hope he's fully healthy. But like those oh, yeah. guys could just be prone to breaking down because none of them are young. I wonder how much play Kazarin is going to get. Yeah. That'd be cool. As a four or five, they have to shovel some things around to make him to get him on the court. But well, he was yeah, a- but as a three, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as, as the one Polish mid. Yeah, we, we should um, we should mention this actually. You're you're kind of the brains behind the um, correction section thing that we, we've had like a couple of references to already with Patrick as well. But um, yeah, Mendel, you're the brains behind the correction section that we've been rolling out for the last couple of weeks. So. I was hoping to stay anonymous on that one, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> we can it's cut it. Yeah, we I won't, think... but we can. <laughs> no, most, people, most people know that you're our most dedicated <laughs> listener anyway, so you're probably the only person who bothers to spot these things <laughs> and report back to us. Um, so do you have any corrections for us while we're about it? I don't think so. I think uh, the last couple last couple of weeks were pretty spot on. Like you brought some corrections up yourself, um, which was uh, made my made my made, warmed my heart. <laughs> um, did you like made my heart warm did you yeah, it was nice touch did you catch it when because James said that uh, Turingen won Champions Cup and then I corrected in the next week did you catch that in between I did not actually no I actually uh, I think I think James or you might have mentioned after uh, launching the podcast that there was something to be corrected I didn't I didn't spot it okay um, it's it's all good. I've I've become the master on this one. I, I was the butt of the joke initially because of my my incorrect words about Cazarinha and Patrick De Boer, but and your love for Burgos. <laughs> but yeah, I have not corrected Mark on that. Burgos, Matchek, back to international basketball. Will he score twenty one points a game from the baseline in this tournament? I told him in the elevator he he will um, the other day. So if it. When you said you will, was he like, I know? <laughs> uh, he didn't look too convinced, to be honest. But... <laughs> That's uh, funny. Um, although I love the idea of being like, you're going to have 20 a game, but you're going to have zero against us, which means you're going to need to have like 27 a game in all the other ones. That can, doesn't average out. That's terrible five, maths. You can have 40 against Lithuania. And it'll exactly. Bang on. Um, what was I going to say? Yes. So going back to me trying to actually be in be somewhere be be somewhere in a podcast that I'm asking decent questions you said you guys have a high ceiling and it's just a case of getting there what would you say determines whether you guys get there or not like how, what is like the fully realized firing on all cylinders Netherlands look like um probably two two things come to mind now that are both a little bit of some, some like a little bit cliche but that's okay um, I think playing with confidence is going to help us a lot. Like just playing everybody, everybody playing in their own in their own power and and doing what they're good at um, is gonna is gonna help us a bunch. And then also, um, everybody coming off the bench being super ready. Like I think that can be one of our strengths this, this season, uh, this tournament, where like the the Adi lineup, the Matthias oh, Kellers yeah, yeah. lineup, um, w- whichever three uh, starts on the bench coming on and bringing something extra, like that can really help us uh, break down some teams I think so confidence and and uh, depth I think will be our 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 keys 
It's um, it's fu- it's funny you mentioned confidence because you mentioned that Mustafa and and Robin have been around for the longest time, and they are two guys who I, I think I would never have thought that confidence was an issue for either of them, at the very least. So I, I will assume you're talking about your role players in in the confidence department. Well, like def- I'm definitely talking about myself as well. Like I I felt I felt like. Uh... That did feel great last weekend, um, and there was definitely, definitely some, like just, just hesitation in my game, which did, did, did like never helps me at all. Yeah. Um, so maybe it's just all about myself. Yeah. Well, I think all, all you have to do is there's that old NBA story, isn't there? That Clay Thompson, when he's in a a slump, goes back and watches that game six where he beat. OKC on his own. So, if you can just find the dig out the links for the um, Dutch bubble games from however many months back, <laughs> your confidence should be through the roof. I can't um, tell you how many times I've referred to that to other people as the three days where Mendel was the best player in the universe, and like I've had a couple of people being like, "Yeah, <laughs> I've known you long enough, James, that you call people the best player in the universe like a couple times a day." So. Yeah, but also like that's my thing it's like a title that needs to be wrestled off someone like it needs to be taken off you by someone in that game like when we watched Burgos Hill Union and it was just like Amadou's the best player in in the universe wait no it's Lee Fryer (laughs) well that I I don't know how it got there but we um put on our Instagram the other day it currently rests with Jonas Valanciunas for that game that yeah was. i don't know who played anyone in a wheelchair that ended up letting it get to the know. nba but maybe it doesn't pass on like that maybe maybe this is just not a fully thought out. He, he's gonna have to have it wrestled off him by someone on the lithuanian national team in time yeah. this year the, ne- <laughs> the, the next best basketball player in the universe is going to be an actual bear <laughs> <laughs> the only okay person. right should we yeah keep going should we put the groups out there and each guess, I say guess, predict what order they're going to finish in? Is yeah. that Have you got conducive to, con- to good content? I don't know, but should we do it anyway? Let's do it. I would like to give one quick mention to one team you haven't touched yet, which is Israel, um, uh, that I have seen this morning for the first time in the hotel lobby. And they have brought all the old, the old guard and then also their up-and-coming rising star, Amit Vigoda. Um, yes. Which, yeah, I'll be very excited to see them play. I just saw some highlights of Ayaka him play, uh, when he played for the uh, under-23 Euros, and he, he, he showed play, some, some moves. Yeah, he's good. Uh, moves on moves. On so moves. I guess that might lead us nicely into what James pitched. So if we look at where... If we look at the group that Israel are in, so GB, Austria, Israel, Netherlands, Italy... Turkey. Um, so when we were running through these really quick, I called the top four to be GB, Netherlands, Italy, Turkey. Do you think Israel have any shot to grab the the fourth spot or third spot and make the quarterfinals? Well, like the hard part for them is that their new very good player is also a, a high pointer, which they have a bunch of already. So they'll still have to play probably two lows at most 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 points in time um which will probably be tough so i don't see them ending up fourth no okay but they might they might so you you wanted to give them a mention specifically to say i don't see <laughs> <laughs> you just went ah what about those bums no um you it did fit, not you were very respectful well build people up to tear them down um welcome yeah, so one of us, one of us. So, do we see Group B if we're assuming then that those are the four teams that make it through? Do we have any shock orderings that they're going to end up in? Well, I find it hard, like to like also in in the other group, what 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 order there that top four is going to finish in? So, like, it's the, the relevance of it is even like it's hard to say right now yeah. what order you're going to end up in, but I'll. Like obviously, we want to end up first, but I'll I'll put GB first. Just just like they're they're pretty good, um, and then I'll I'll put us as second, probably Turkey third and Italy fourth. Yeah, that'll be my. I would have gone the other way around on on Italy and Turkey. I think. Yeah. Maybe I'm um maybe I'm pro Italian too much. 
maybe I've, I've my played, thing is I've just like Overwatch. i haven't seen i haven't seen turkey play i haven't seen italy play together but i've seen as i say i basically saw like an international team scrimmage in the italian cup final so i think it's just like i know that they looked some of those guys looked good and i know that i don't have a clue what turkey looked like so that's where i'm struggling but just for the sake of it being interesting Italy third, Turkey fourth to get a mad crossover in the first round. Yeah, Calling that game an Italian team into squad scrimmage, have we just solved their mids issue by saying Sagar's a three and he can just wait on his Italian citizenship the same way that Dimitri's done? Sagar, Italian citizenship, and also you get to play Sophie Cargill as a minus 0.5 in international men's basketball because <laughs> that's their two lineups. Yeah. Um, no, that wouldn't. That that's not. That's not the move. Cool. Um, so Group A, we mentioned a second ago, most likely to get through Spain, Germany, France, and Poland. Is that the order? Do France and Poland switch round? Does like Germany switch round? I guess Germany top. Ooh, damn. Mm, no, I don't feel good about that if Asier is healthy. Like, if Asier is healthy, I see no reason. Mm, is, it, is that you don't feel good about it because you think Spain will win or you don't want Asier to be angry with you? <laughs> I don't feel good about it because he'll punch me. No, he won't. He's <laughs> super nice. Um, uh, da, 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 da. No, it's just like we saw Spain a week and a half ago when they, like, it was a lot of, it was 30 minutes of non-Asier and they did not look that good but they looked pretty good when he was on the floor. So, yeah, Spain top, Germany second. I'll, I'll, I'll go uh, on a limb a little bit. And, and like, I think if, if, if France can, can, uh, can make their potential, like uh, live up to their potential, I think, I think they can end, end up second or first, actually. Like, oh, Spain obviously is missing Alejandro, which is, which is a pretty big hit. Massive, um, yeah. And then and then Diallo, of course, as well. So they'll they'll always be playing or Pablo and Manu or Julio Villas, who is obviously a lot smaller. Um, and then, yeah. So, like, obviously, like I'm I'm I want to acknowledge that, but they still have of the they still have a lot of class players. But I'll 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 say Germany first, France second, Spain third. Oh, uh, ooh, Poland spicy! You got Stockholm syndrome for the French league. <laughs> is all this is. Uh, I probably do for Spain, man. Like that's that's what? we all we're all bringing that to the table, I guess. When when you said um, when you said that Alejandro's out and also Diallo, I forgot that Amadou's out as well. So I thought you were just like uh, Alejandro's out and they're gonna have to play Amadou, and that's the hit for. <laughs> I was like, oh man, that was very unkind. But yeah, he he's out. I think I think Amad. I mean, Alejandro is far and away their most consequential big three. Like, I don't think there's any debate about that. And then you could probably argue between the other three. It, no question. It might, it might, like, they started him and Amadou Diallo in yeah. Tokyo. So, like, they obviously think that's their best two threes. So, missing both of them is massive in a team that is just a four, two big threes. Yeah, definitely. Um the trump card for Spain might be going Asier and Pincho together. I wonder. Oh yeah, that's the other thing. Like they didn't have Pincho when we played them, and he's real good. I think. <laughs> oh I yeah, think, he's I think good. he's going to be unbelievable. But I think he's really good already. Like, yeah. and then there's also uh, what's his name, Oscar Onrubia. Like he's he's a trump card. If 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 anybody is like a one five that is as quick as he is has a shot like he does it's it's pretty pretty incredible where is he in the best one fives in the world conversation already because i know he's on the way there Ooh. but i think he might already match well some ishmael someone to keep an eye on is the the french one five the place for mo Audrey Cayol. Mm-hmm. um he has a, a very silky silky shot um and yeah he might he might have some uh, some some pretty fun games yeah. oh mendel you're so french <laughs> Well, we can we can speak about the French league some other time. It's uh, the, most games are are not a whole lot of fun. Well, you can, but I won't be there. No, <laughs> uh, we can. Right, sure. we, uh, have we got? Anything Shall else? we move on before I like say one more joke and people take it seriously about the French league? 
Um, should we hit questions? Have we got anything else we want to get off our chest before questions? Uh, do we address the women's side of things separately? Oh, uh, or I don't think we have enough time to rope someone else in to talk about this. I know. We've also got the blog, which is going to be going out every day, and that will cover stuff. And cool. I was pretty happy blagging my way through it and pretending I knew stuff about the women's side of things when we did it through Tokyo. I think women's side is pretty interesting this year since since a lot of like obviously the Netherlands are our favorites, I would say. But then for second second place, there's a bunch of teams that have had to drop some 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 uh starters. Yeah. So, it's yeah. interesting to see. I think yeah. um, my my read on the women's side of things in a nutshell is that GB have obviously lost a couple of players as the selection came out yesterday and GB routinely finished third um, for about the last 12 years at the Europeans with one silver thrown in and I think it's probably still Netherlands and Germany women top two and oh, for sure GB are far enough ahead for third place that I don't think losing a couple of fairly important players will actually affect the standings a whole lot which is kind of nuts but that's you guys do know marika miller for germany is going to be out right yes yeah even so i would say they're still good oh yeah they're still good i i would um and dirk passawan's coaching them now aren't isn't he so like someone's gonna have 45 on like eight shots. I'm gonna say spit going back to Goblak's coaching points earlier. I wonder if it gets to like if it gets to German women's game timeouts and Passavant's like, okay, shoot it. But <laughs> whoever, gets, whoever gets it, dribble around, couple of weird skip passes, shoot it. Okay, so what you need to do is look like you're slow, be fast, and then shoot it. <laughs> Uh, the formula we should we should sell that along with our scouting reports um right like we... you're slow but to be fast <laughs> the passivan and Asier and Jokic model Asier is not quick he just like i swear he has like do you know the things that are on the front of a Roomba one of those mechanical automatic hoover things <laughs> or vacuum things that just make sure you don't bump into things. I feel like he has those on the front of his chair. Yeah. He just manages to not make contact with people all the time. Yeah, the front of well, his chair. Well, he fouled out in our last game. I would say there was some contact, but... Well, <laughs> yeah, um, d- defensively. Oh, wh- how did that game end up, roughly? Uh, we lost by one or two in the end. Oh, okay. Um, High scoring, low scoring? 60s? Yeah, like 70s? around 70. It might have been 71, 69 or something. Oh, damn. Cool. Normal. Fine. Yeah. Cool. That's fun. To Netherlands and Spain, then. Shall we do questions while we're here? Okay. So I've got the questions, and some of them were written in ways that I don't know if they were intentionally strangely written or whether there were. Yeah, I did think that. There's a lot of a lot of hard. Should we? We've got a definitely fully formed question this time. Um, So this is from Ayaka. Can you please ask Mendel what's more annoying to lose against option A, a friend like James, or option B, someone you're not friends with? The the get out here would be to say that James isn't your friend, but I'll leave that to you. <laughs> well, the get out would be that James isn't playing, but... Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, um, that, that's true, which is bad for me on a personal level but it also is bad for everyone listening because there's probably more content coming your way suckers <laughs> nice no but I, I i would say losing against a friend isn't as bad as losing against uh people you are not particularly fond of like i i uh i can find a way to be happy for my friends when they beat me um you've i've never had this conversation with you i don't think but do you have a an on-court nemesis is there anyone you oh no I feel no, like well-balanced yeah. individuals don't have nemeses, general, generally. Well, if you look at the, the picture you posted of me yesterday, it might be Filippi, but... Um... <laughs> He's super nice. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's so much fun. He uh, just loves playing basketball by the I, looks of things. I can't believe we, um, when we used to do the lighting around and everything, we never once had a question about who was someone's basketball nemesis. Yeah, keep that one in. That's fun. We need to we need to keep that. Although I feel like no one will ever tell us the answer because it's just it's going to be war. There's like yeah, twelve people in the world of wheelchair basketball. No one wants any beef. 
<laughs> no one wants problems. We're all friends, whether we actually all like each other or because no one wants any problems. Like no one wants fair enough. No one wants that. Okay. Next question. How was the Nations Cup in Cologne? Uh very good. Um probably like it was it was super nice to be there. The the level of basketball was not as high as hopefully next week's will be. I don't think pretty low scoring games overall. Um, we had lunch, dinner, and then lunch again at the same Turkish restaurant in two days, which Ooh. was not great. Oh, um, that's disappointing. But uh, no, it was, it was fun. It was good. Okay, what, what does what does a vegetarian get at a, a a Turkish restaurant? Well, they had a very very large menu, which was good. Um, I, at first day, I had falafel, but that was a little bit too greasy. Um, as was pretty much everything in that kitchen. Um, so <laughs> I just, second day, I just had salads and soups and I had a very nice lentil soup. So. Well, oh. did, the, did the Turkish team go there as well? I could not tell you. Okay. I, uh, I think that's <laughs> the secret. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's um, when we had Turkish teams over for Euro Cup as well. There's like three Turkish restaurants in Sheffield. And I had texts from like various people within Steelers or like within basketball generally who was like I've just seen Galatasaray coming out of restaurant A and then like later in the day I'd have a text that was like yeah Bajiktas are at restaurant B as well so they'd obviously just like landed and been like right where do we go to get the lamb kebabs in boys I'd have absolutely loved a scenario in which that led to like Galatasaray recruiting all the Turkish people in restaurant A and Besiktas doing the same in restaurant B. They play each other. There's flares lit, and then you just see flyers <laughs> for different Turkish takeaways. <laughs> uh, that's amazing. All right, next question. Are you collecting anything? Sorry, Mark, that was meant to be yours. My bad. No offense taken. Am I collecting anything? Yes. Ooh. Um, All of these questions so far have been Ayaka. University degrees, maybe, at the moment. Um, <laughs> Oh, all right. That's a flex. <laughs> Let him know. Um, okay. Soy sauces? No. Um, oh, definitely. Oh, yeah. Strange in- ingredients from Asian supermarkets. Also, man, much this so. is a very, this is a very specific having lived in Spain thing. But I was trying to find something weird. I don't. It wasn't even that weird. But it was like Asian supermarket territory in Spain. Like you weren't going to get it in Mercadona. And I googled. Asian supermarket because it was a Sunday as well. So I was like, they're probably the only place it's going to be open. And I went on a walk in the rain to what was just a Chino. Like, ah. apps was like, Asian supermarket. And it was just like, <laughs> the smallest yeah. shop in the world that sold nothing that was like real food. Edible. Nope. Sad. But anyway, Mark, next question. Next up, who's your favorite Dutch player? And then the emoji that looks like. Oh, uh, obviously, and that will be would be Ari Yeah, <laughs> um, Ari might be my fourth favorite. I'm also very curious what listeners would think what emoji you were uh, reenacting just now because they don't know. It's fine that they can use their imagination. Crazy eyes, tongue out. Um, we'll screenshot yeah. the question and post it. Also, there's only like two emojis Ari ever uses. It's that one <laughs> and the one, the zip up mouth one. <laughs> no, I've seen him use one of the monkey ones, but whatever. Uh, yeah. yeah, but like he Keep uses going. the Keep like going. zipped mouth one all the time. And I, I kind of don't really know why. Like he'll ask me a question and put that afterwards. And I'm just like, am I not meant to tell you the answer? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? Uh, but yeah, so Ari also asked, for what are you the most excited? Although he actually wrote exited. But I assume he means excited. Ari, you're doing uh, great. What am I the most excited? Um, in this tournament, we'll keep it too, because I imagine you've got things in the I, next like 60 years that. Yes, I was gonna. I was gonna be. Uh, I was gonna find an answer on that time frame. But um, most excited, probably to play GB. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's fun. fun. Yeah. You can put you can put into use the various bits of questions you've been asking asking me for like weeks now. It's like, hey, is this person good at this shot? This <laughs> is all all in. Oh, the- really? Yeah. I- oh, Mark and I have been scheming, James. 
I'll tell you any of this because uh, mostly I, I don't think anyone will touch us anyway. No offense. I'll tell you any. <laughs> this is just James being bitter because he's like, hey, I hope these guys lose. No, I won't. I wouldn't give any any trade secrets away. But also, like as I say, I'm not sure it's the most relevant thing in the world. Like, yeah, fair enough. Um, so next up, what are your key moments and favorite aspects of the game? I. So my, my key moments, I, I would take like as in, in the history of my career. Uh, I, I yeah. unsure. Do with it what you will. I would have um, thought like in a game, but like sure, go go career, whatever. Um, I don't know. That would be like going to Gran Canaria. I guess that was definitely the most formative. Um, always have been very very happy with that decision. Going to a team with like a bunch of experienced guys like Jorge and Richard, um, and then. An, being very lucky, lucky in my second team with the new arrivals being James Rose and Ari. That is, yeah, that was definitely a key moment in in my basketball career. And then, what's the second part of the question? Favorite aspects of the game? Uh, Winning. Um, um, You're a process. Like guy. playing good, playing good defense on a three on one. That's fun. You anytime you get like a fingertip on a pass in any sort of numbers situation, you're like, I'm the king of everything. <laughs> well, aren't I? Yeah. <laughs> well, aren't I just <laughs> you you're like you're like wheelchair game Chris Paul, where he's like the one person left in a two-on-one and he's like, hey, try and pass it, I dare you. Um Mendel, okay. have you ever seen Tony Allen? Mic'd up, shouting first team all defense. No, it's amazing. So he's like, What's he doing? Is it Steph he's chasing around? Clay Thompson, Clay Thompson, he's chasing Clay Thompson around and he's like being him up. And he like, he's got the microphone on so you can hear him. And he like, he's just saying first team all defense, (laughs) like mid play. He like dives on the floor, tips the ball away, and the play goes up the other end. But the camera stays on him on the floor as he's as he keeps shouting first team all defense to himself. I've put the link. He might have been shouting it to uh, to Clay Thompson, to be fair. Uh, it, no, it was like very clearly like okay, no, I'm joking. Uh, I think if if you um Tony Allen is occasionally a podcast guest on the Chris Vernon show, and I think if you listen to him speak at any point, you realize he doesn't have much awareness that there's anybody around him at any time. So I, I find it difficult to believe he's talking to another human being and not to himself. Fair enough. That's absolutely amazing. Um, and okay, so any other favorite aspects of any given game, or are you just going to go for three on one defense? No, that'll, that's fine. I'll, I'll keep it at that. Wow, how niche. Okay, last <laughs> question from a teammate of yours, Callum. Ooh. I, I, I say this because the context might be required to understand what he means by this question. How many points is Bandura going to score? Speech, uh, speech marks in face con Mendel, close speech marks if you play each other. Um, if we play each other, I'm I, I, I have like firstly, it's been a lot of fun playing with Bandura. He's a he's a very, very good guy, and obviously, I've heard he's lovely. Like, I spoke to he's so nice. played with him last year, and he was like, Yeah, he's great. <laughs> if, I saw him in the hotel lobby yesterday and I got a haircut last week and I hadn't seen him since and the first thing he said to me Mendel where is your big hair big hair is better <laughs> I was like that's so funny that's nice Bundy um, but uh, no he's, he's he's gonna score like uh, 12 points just because I am not going to give him a lot of space if I can so okay. I, I, I know what he can do I've seen it firsthand now it's uh, he, he is a priority Bringing bring the corner three to the wheelchair game, as you pointed out to us that time. Oh, yes. If he gets a corner three off on you, then you're coming back on here and we're going to do the correction section on you. <laughs> yeah, that's, 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 that's fine. That's fine. Wicked. Uh, that's all our questions, I think, unless we've got any other ones. No, I don't think so. Uh, Mendel, do you have any questions? <laughs> Ooh. Um, you asked us one last time you came on, so I thought I'd throw you in it. What, why are you still called bench units? <laughs> <laughs> we can't change um, now, man. 
Cut, cut. No, yeah, Lev, just, just how are you going to cover the rest of the tournament? Any idea? So, um, I think the the plan is we kind of I was going to go back to doing what I did in Tokyo and do the kind of game by game um, write ups and publish whenever I can each day. Um, I've hopefully be relatively free because I'm pretty free with work at the moment, so I'm going to try and pile those out as much as I can. Um, and then I guess when the tournament takes a bit more shape, maybe post um, pool stage or whatever, we'll get another another podcast in and kind of reassess all being well. Um, but we'll probably leave you be um, and not be bothering you when you're deep in in quarterfinal preparation. We won't be bringing you on here again to talk crap with us. I appreciate it. <laughs> See, we told you told you you didn't want to be here. Well, it's hard to say no. <laughs> So yeah, that's us. Um, I think James is joining me to do the write-ups in some portion as well. But I'm that's the plan. I will be at the games from well, some of them from Saturday to Wednesday. I believe I will be spending some time with with, with some Dutch people potentially, which would be nice. Um, yeah, Emma and my mother will be here. Yeah, I know Ari's parents will be. Ari's family, good, good stuff, which will be fun. And then yeah, so. Definitely when I'm not there, but maybe when I'm there as well, I'll be chipping in with the, the writing, but also I'll just be social media mad. One thing we are going to do is post a little like predictions, like final rankings template on social media. So if you're listening to this, screenshot it, post it on your story, tag us, predict what's going to happen and let your friends make fun of you. <laughs> or, or let us make fun of you next episode. We're your friends. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that was weird all right should we call it there yeah let's do yeah it. sounds like a good idea mendel thanks for coming on and good luck yep yeah thank you very much netherlands in the finals we heard it here first right all the best thank you mark I, thanks for listening that'll, guys. that'll help with the confidence part <laughs> bye